Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is Dante. And Michelle. And you're tuned into Life, Instructions Not Included, a podcast where we try to find all the pieces to make our lives feel a little bit more normal. Coming from different walks of life, we'll try to spark conversation that mentally stimulates us and challenges the way we all think. Today, we are continuing our conversation on reducing our carbon footprint and how agriculture affects our environment. But before we do that, (laughs) let's check in with each other. Yes, 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 yes. It has been an exhausting week since we've lasted each other. Yeah, it's been about a week since we last spoke. Yeah, I was at HoopFest for the weekend. Um, What has been going on? I just got over another cold. No way. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, (laughs) yeah, it's a shame, right? So just in time to get to HoopFest, I decided not to drink as much during HoopFest this year because I really wanted to win. And so I didn't drink and we really didn't win. So, that, so and that then was you got like, to drink shit. afterwards. Yeah. So right when I got to the crib, I was like, "Fuck that! It's time to drink. We need to drink right now." Right, got inside, didn't even shower yet. Cracked a beer, threw about three back. I'm like, "Where's the shots at?" I'm fucking stressed. Right. We, I was gonna say, like, how stressed were you? Okay. Or were so you disappointed? Like, I got you. So for those of you that have never been to Hoop Fest before, I've I guess never been. You've never been. I've never been. Hoop Fest is the biggest three on three tournament in the world, in the world, Craig, in the world. So, think about downtown Seattle, the whole downtown full of basketball hoops. Okay. So, smiles of basketball hoops, right? And you've got about, what, we had 6,000 teams this year registered? I mean, we didn't have it. HoopFest had 6,000 teams. And that's the smaller... Oh, shit, that's kind of scary. Whoa. Those are like little, little pterodactyls. I'm like, did you have a nest? No, that's crazy. You sound like you saw like a hundred birds fly through, right? No, I did. That's why I was like, that's what crazy. is that noise? Because I haven't heard this noise in your backyard before. I'm sure someone listening is like, what's going to happen next? Or they're waiting for the rat so to the come through. So the thing is, I don't even know that you guys can hear these bird these bird noises. No, that's fine. But there's like, there's a shit ton of birds coming. I think there's about thirty that flew right over. But they are baby birds. Oh, they probably just learned how to fly. Anyways, that's fine. But, okay, so who fast, who fast. Um, 5,000 teams this year. On average, there's about like 8 to 12. 8 to 12. I mean, that's a, big, that's a large gap. 8 to 12,000 teams. Wow. Yeah, so this year there's about five, maybe 6,000. Wow. And so the first game, wow. you know, first game we get there, you know, we're all ready. We're thinking like, oh, shit, like, we'll be good, you know. I woke up five in the, 6 in the morning, I think, st- started stretching, warming up a little bit. Mm-hmm. We get up. Our game is at, oh, the co-ed game is at 9. So we get to their, yeah, I'm not part of the co-ed team, but we get there, they lose. Uh, They didn't get destroyed, but it wasn't a close game. And it was already, what, 80 degrees, 70 degrees, I think. And so when you're playing on concrete, like the heat is just fucking hitting you, right? It's coming right back up. So they're playing, a couple of our players were just like dying because the heat was really bad. Yeah. Then we have the men's game, I think it was at 12, and I was like, I was ready. I'm like, this other team, they look pretty good. I thought about what I was going to do while we're playing. While I'm doing my warm-up shots, I'm making most of them. And I'm feeling good, you know, just getting warmed up. But I didn't realize they were paying attention. So the guy was like, guy goes, hey, I'm about to get Dante. Mm-hmm. Um, no one switch. I don't want anybody else guarding him. Just, I'm going to stick with them. Don't go, go straight through the screens. We'll be good. And this guy was like, 
on me the whole game. Mm. And I haven't ran that much mm-hmm. since I was like in my early 20s. So oh, <laughs> I was like, fuck. Because when you play a pickup game, you could just kind of, you could be a little lazy. Five yeah. on five, you know, you don't have to get the ball every single time or every single play. Mm-hmm. But this was like just nonstop for fucking 25 minutes back and forth. I'm trying to get past this dude, trying to shoot over this guy. Mm-hmm. I maybe went two for 10. I made two shots, oh, right? And so we ended up losing the game. Our MVP was Allen. He was fucking killing it. The whole day, he played like eight games and was consistent. Wow. So then we go back to co-ed, right? Co-ed starts at like one thirty or 2. They play. They win. So then they had a game at maybe 4 or something. So then our game was at 4.30 as well. So we were losing players, okay? And when we get to our game... Like this team. Oh, you were losing players because you had team members. on Sorry, both teams. yeah, yeah. We okay. had we had two players on our on the men's team that mm-hmm. also played for the co-ed team. Got it. So we get to the second game. We play against an older group, but they were like snipers. They made a lot of their jump shots, and they were all majority of them were bigger than us. So we get in. I'm fucking killing it. Like I scored maybe 12, 14 points somewhere around there. Okay. Um, it, it's out of twenty, right? So I'm like knocking down shots. I got these good ass plays going on, some good passes. I felt good. I was like, oh damn, okay, maybe I just needed that break and I'll be okay. But we also had a good rotation of players to sub in. So I was like, okay, cool, we're good. Our next game was gonna be at 6.30, okay? Cause we won that game. By the time we got to 6.30, Jason had already played four other games, right? So we've only played two so far. Is Jason's already played he four. He's one of the co-ed He's players. one of the co-ed players. Okay. So me and Rob were just chilling. Mm-hmm. Jason and Alan have been playing oh my gosh. a lot. I think Alan is 30, maybe close to 30. Jason is 36 years, years old. old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when it comes to our game at 630, we had to figure out who's going to stay with us, who's going to go with the co-ed. We decided to keep Jason. By the time we got to our 630 game, Jason's back locked up on him. Oh, no. And then I'm like, bro. Just stay in one spot. Oh, you no. stay right there. Me and Rob are going to play this out. You pass it. We need to pass it to you. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't even turn to catch the ball. His back seized up, oh, fell shit. to the ground, and then he had to crawl over to the sideline. We had to stop the game. No way. Yep. Paramedics oh, came shit. through. What? Yeah. Fucking, it's crazy. Someone pulled out a gun, stabbed him in his leg. Stop. Okay. No, I'll play. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 but paramed- paramedics did come. They came out yeah, for him? Yeah, paramedics oh, came shit. out for him. And... But he's okay. He's doing okay now. And I think, like, it was a reality check. We realized we're not in our 20s. Yeah. No matter how much we want to say we are. Mm-hmm. But I thought I was good because we get to the house. I'm like, I'm a little sore, a little tired. But, like, the heat was bad. Like, I was cramping up. I almost passed out a couple times. Thought I had heat stroke maybe five times. Shit. And when we got to the crib, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Drink. Let's drink. I'm good. Like, we lost the games. The shit sucks. We were there from 9 a.m. till 7 o'clock. And are you outdoors all the time? We're outdoors the whole time. You don't get a break from the heat. You can, but we were outside because once our game was over, they had the co-ed game. And we'd probably wait for maybe an hour. We went to go eat for a little bit. That was about it. And so we get to the crib. I was feeling okay. And then we decided to go out to dinner. Took a shower, got dressed, hop in the van. Once we get to dinner, my legs wouldn't move (laughs) out the van. I was trying to hop out the car. And then my hips were tight. My lower back was tense. My fucking ankles were locked up. I'm like, oh, this is rough. But I mean, it's like an extreme workout at that point. Like, if that's not something you do often. It was fun. I'm going to try to train for it, though, next year. I'm going to try it. Try it out again. 
All right. So cool. that was pretty much my weekend, my highlight. Okay. That's about it. Wait, question for you, and I don't know if you know the answer, but why does the, the biggest three-on-three tournament in the world happen in Spokane, Washington? No idea. That's, like, really random to me. Honestly, I have no idea. There's a story about how it started. Okay. Um, I, mean, I don't remember the story, but I just don't know why Spokane. And okay. maybe because it's, it's flat. Oh, and they you know because they try to do it in downtown Seattle. They can't. It's too too many hills. Yeah. Right. Uh, they try to do it in downtown Wren, but Spokane Hoop Fest is already too big for people to want to go to okay. go to both of those. So yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, good job. Sorry you lost. Maybe next year. Almost came home with the Toyota <laughs> free car. Oh yeah. Well, I was one step closer to attempting to get a free car. They have a half court shot. Oh, okay. Um, so I was going for the half-court shot, and it's further uh-huh. than your standard half-court. But, like, the last six shots, everything was looking good, man. Uh-huh. It was going straight, but they got too many margaritas before taking the shot. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah. How was your week? We just came back from California. Uh-huh. We went to NorCal for my cousin Chantel's wedding. Oh, what's up, Chantel? Which, yes, congratulations. Hope you're enjoying your honeymoon in Bora Bora. No, no way. Not Bora Bora. Crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it was really nice to see family that I haven't seen in seven years. Mm-hmm. So these were the cousins, or some of the cousins, that held it down for me when I went to... When I had my little stint in San Francisco several years back, and I stayed there for like three months. Yeah. It was my little single period era. You know what I'm okay. talking about. Okay. Anyways, so these are the cousins or my cousin's cousins that like held it down for me those three months. When I was staying in South Bay and I would go into San Francisco, I'd go into the city every weekend, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it was fun. So it was good to see them again. I will say this is probably one of the more extravagant. Actually, this is the most extravagant wedding I've ever been to. Because Describe what, it. So, so yeah. So, it was at a mansion, which was, like, say less. absolutely beautiful. <laughs> okay. Right along the river. It was called a Grand Island Mansion. Oh, this is the rich, the rich cousin. The one that um, they had, like, a teacher come in or a tutor to come in for the kids when you guys were at a family event. No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about, though? I do know what you're That's talking about. It's not that family? About. No. It was another family. Okay. <laughs> that was a birthday party-like wedding. It was, it was like a wedding reception. <laughs> anyway. That's crazy. All right. No, so this one, it was just, like, really beautiful. It was an outdoor garden wedding um, reception out back, just water, fountain, fixtures all over the place. Okay. Very picturesque. And so... Beautiful ceremony. Oh, this is also the first wedding I've, like, really cried at, I think. (laughs) Like, before the bride even came walking down the aisle, I was already crying. And I think it's because I saw my cousins walking down the aisle. And, Mm -hmm. again, I hadn't seen them in, like, over seven years. And I hadn't seen them before the wedding. Like, the wedding was the first time I saw everyone. And so, you know, it's a vibe. The music is playing. They're walking down the aisle. And I'm, like... You know, I miss them. They're my family. You know, I grew up with some of these these people. So it just brought back, like, feelings, emotions, and I'm, like, happy, happy tears. Mm-hmm. So. First oh. time, huh? Yeah, I would say, like, I really cried. Like, really cried? Like, okay, it's dripping like, down your face and people can oh see God. it? Or like, teary-eyed? 
No, like, I was like, oh my it god, there's like some a, wind. Was, I hope nobody catches that I'm getting no, kind of no, sappy right now. No, no, it was like, now. when is it gonna stop? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked over. This is so sweet. Yeah, I looked over at my husband and my parents. I'm like, where's the tissue? Yeah, like, yeah, I didn't bring it with me. I cried maybe twice during a wedding. wedding. Yeah, Vince's wedding, Vince and Sam. That's sweet. And then um, I think Samson and Mary and I cried at the. Man, I got a little teary eye, a little teary. Okay, eye. Yeah. that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, I think I couldn't help it when. Um, Vince did his father, or not father, um, mom and yeah. son dance. Yes. And they both started crying. Oh, and everyone yes. was like, why are you guys yeah, doing yeah, yeah. this to I us? I feel like the <laughs> father-mother dance always gets to yeah, the guys. Yeah, yeah, Especially if it's like mama I mean, by Tupac. Like. Oh, you mean both? If the father-daughter or mother-son? I'm mother, sorry, son. The, the, bro- the groom and the mother dance yeah, yeah, gets yeah. to the guys. Yeah. Always. That was... Man, that was something. But, okay, um, so wedding was good. Yeah, but you know, cocktail hour, beautiful. And then the reception was like under one of those like white tents uh-huh. with like really beautiful light fixtures. They weren't crystal, but beautiful. Yeah. Wow, you have to throw that in. They weren't crystal, but whatever. <laughs> well, I imagine like they could have been like I imagined. Hater, I imagine hater. chandeliers. That's why I said that. They were definitely <laughs> chandeliers. Sound like crystal, a hater. <laughs> but like if, um, I knew, if I knew they were going to have crystals, I wouldn't <laughs> have been there. So the one of the parts that really got to me in the evening was during the dances. Uh-huh. So they are this couple, the newlyweds, already have three children. So they've been together for a really long time. Yeah. But she did a dance with each of her sons. And then the groom did the dance with the daughter. Uh, like, it was just, it was very sweet. Yeah. All around. Oh, they have kids already. They have kids already. Okay. Yeah. And the daughter, oh gosh, I'm, I don't she's a little older, maybe like 10, 11, okay. 12, if, if I were to guess. So they've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. But they're just tying the knot. And then to end the night, they had a firework show. Oh, shit. So when I say like they went all out, they went all out. I'm taking notes. I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to top it. I'm about to have a laser show. That means save money now. <laughs> That's <laughs> because crazy. you know the cost of weddings these days yeah. are outrageous. Oh. I had to give someone a reality check on that because someone was saying, at least in Seattle, their wedding came out to about thirty, forty k. After that's it. Yeah, that's to what I'm that, saying. I say that's and that's it. like a. <laughs> That's like at a small venue in yeah. Seattle, right? Yeah. And so someone was like, they're talking about marriage and like how weddings should be easy and like they could just find a spot wherever. I'm like, no, it's not as easy as you think. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be pretty expensive. And she thought it was going to be like 5000 I'm like, you could have a $5,000 oh. wedding. You can make it happen. For sure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But based on what she wanted. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't going to be no 5000 Oh, wow. You might be able to get catering from McDonald's for 5000 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. But that's dope, though. That sounds like it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Good to see everyone. Yeah. Already missing California. Now back to reality. Don't may you hate it? May or may not go back next weekend. <laughs> I hate it when you go on vacation and then you come back home and it's like, fuck, like, I got to get back to work. and Yeah. Even though I, I'm a workaholic or I claim to be a workaholic. When I do come back to reality, it's like, fuck, I really wish I could have stayed a little bit longer wherever I was at. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, especially for us, because so we went with, like, my parents and my brother's family. Yeah. And they their trip didn't end there. Like, when we left, they actually started, like, the second leg of their trip. And they um, ended up going to Reno, which 
you know, the cool fuck? for them. We decided to come back home for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't Reno's know. Reno's whack as shit. But. <laughs> well, family event, though. That would be nice. But have you been to Reno before? I have. Did yeah. you like it? I don't really remember much from it. Yeah. Surprise. Okay, surprise. we're going to we're gonna say this again <laughs> because we are not alcoholics. No, that's not even why. It's because I have bad memory. Oh, that's right. Well, so it doesn't help. <laughs> I think I went like five years ago. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Five years ago. Yeah, right. Like, five decades ago. I did go five years ago because Cameron was not even one. Oh, you did go. I thought you meant your memory went five years ago. Like, no, I'm sure it was gone a long, long ways away. Yeah, give me some credit here. Give me Uh, some slack here. Um, No, but really, so my youngest son, he was, like, kind of upset we didn't go to get to go to Golden Gate Bridge Uh because we flew in and out of San Francisco or SFO. But we didn't go to the city, which is a huge tease, because if you know me, you know I love San Francisco. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe we can go next weekend. Yeah. Like, we'll just do a day trip. Just go see Golden Gate and then yeah. come back. So on our way back home in the San Francisco airport, I noticed when, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like throwing something away. Okay. And you know the trash receptacles, when you go to an establishment, they usually have, like, landfill, recycle, and compost, right? One for each. Mm-hmm. Not at San Francisco Airport. They have two receptacles for compost and one for recycle. Mm. So where do you put the garbage? Uh, <laughs> where do you put the garbage? If you have garbage. Uh, sorry, is this a trick question? Or are you going to no, give us an answer? No, it's not a trick question. Oh, okay. Because, like, I seriously went around to a couple areas. Yeah. And I was, like, in the D-Gates. I don't know whoever's listening. Like, no. familiar. They're like, no way. <laughs> fucking D-Gates? Ah, oh, shit. Um, okay. But, no, like, I was walking around looking for some place to throw trash. And, yeah, just mostly compost huh. receptacles. And then, so, I did see a sign that was, like, most of the stuff you've bought at this airport is compostable. Like it would, it would clearly say that in some of the areas. But what if I didn't, what if it's not something I bought? Like what if it was from a a snack or a wrapping from a a type of bar? They probably have one garbage can. So yeah. extremely. Like I did, sorry, I did have to search. Oh, you did? Did you find one? And I did find one. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it wasn't the norm or it wasn't like common. And, you know, today we are continuing our conversation about, sustainability, reducing our carbon footprint. And so it's something that's been on my mind. (laughs) Sorry, you make it sound like you're just extremely upset about the situation still. I've been thinking about it every single second of the day ever since I came back from San Francisco. Can't get over it. There's things that I've I've been a little bit more aware about since we started talking about this topic. Like, for example, I think in the last episode we mentioned how in Seattle, at least in households, you do have to compost. Uh-huh. And if you don't... Oh, you don't have to. Isn't it a requirement? No, you, can throw, everything, you can throw everything in the garbage if you want. But you would get fined for it, and no. they wouldn't pick up your garbage. No. It's happened to my parents, like, when they were first reinforcing no, they they, this No, we role. talked about that last time. You said it was something going in the recycle. Oh, was or it the recycle? The yard waste. So what, oh, I'm saying okay, is, okay. what I'm saying is your yard waste can go... Mm. You can throw it in the garbage if you want. Okay, okay, You're not okay. going to get fined. It's well, more shoot. about organizing stuff in your yard waste and your recycle over here. Okay, yeah. okay. 
then maybe that makes a little bit more sense because (laughs) at work, at my workplace, we do not compost. That's crazy. Well, I think most workplaces don't. My old workplace did. You're at a living facility now. Which is like a personal, like a yeah, household. Yeah, which is like a household, household I guess, yeah. So I think that's a little bit different. Because mm, you're okay. like, you're eating constantly, right? Versus at work, you're probably only going to have one meal. It would be day. like the break room. Yeah. And like the cafe. Yeah. But you know, we do events and there's a lot of food. Oh, so there is, there, there is yeah. like, there is a restaurant, like there is a kitchen. Yeah. Like not a restaurant, a kitchen on site. So anyways, it made me think like, so every time I go throw something away, that should be compost. But it's going in the garbage. Like, mm-hmm. it does bother me a little bit. Just that, like, I'm aware and I'm not doing anything about it. Like, w- would that bug you or am I alone here? Touching my soul now. <laughs> so. Is this your love language? Well, <laughs> I've never mentioned this before. I don't even know if I mentioned, to you, mentioned it to you because there's not really a need to talk about it. But ever since they started talking about recycling, we had to be what? maybe eight, nine years old uh-huh. when they had a big agenda here in Seattle. But ever since then, I was like obsessed with making sure things go in the right place. Right. And then when I found in the right place, you like mean a, just when you recycle, when you recycle. Yeah. So before there used to be a way to organize which plastics you can recycle. Cause they have a number at the bottom. Yes. Right. And then we'd have to, I actually it. know of a guy who still recycles that way till this Never, day. Yeah. So Maybe you guys would be best friends. No, 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 not. I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, after I found out that certain plastics aren't necessarily recyc- recyclable, it just helps out to organize the plastics for when they do when they do try to recycle or put certain plastics together back or put back together again. Mm-hmm. But but a long time ago when they started this recycling agenda, you know, I really got into saving the environment, making sure things stay clean. Um, growing up, I was already into gardening because of my grandpa, right? Mm-hmm. And then realizing what gardening does, not just for you, but for for the earth, and then also what planting trees does to help out the earth and the climate. Like, why is that a big deal? Like, that helped me to be more focused on the actions that I'm taking that have a positive impact on society or our, our climate, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm... I'm glad. I'm glad you're more conscious about it. And the thing is, like, I have been, but I think this is a topic that's really important to talk about because it's not talked about often. Mm -hmm. You don't see people our age or large groups of people, um, like, in our demographics, talking about this issue. Yeah. That not until, like... I started reading about agriculture and the effects that it has on the environment. Mm-hmm. Didn't know how bad it actually was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that it was one of the leading uh, leading sources of greenhouse gas emissions. Because I've noticed, like in society, a lot of people talk about how transportation and electric power. The use of electric power? The use of electric power um, is like a, a large source of greenhouse gas emissions, but mm-hmm. no one talks about agriculture. And when we right? talk about electric power, we're talking about like household electricity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elec- yeah, electricity keeping our place warm yeah. or cold. Um, you know what I mean? I feel like those are more common, common issues that people will talk about, mm-hmm. but they won't talk about agriculture, which is a huge part of life because... 
It's how we get our food. Well, so I think people don't know. Or they're just not aware of how much of a negative impact it places on our climate, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, in America, a lot of restaurants, they're so... They're so focused on having like the largest meal or the biggest size mm. item yeah. on the menu or all these food challenges that, you know, they might not even realize how much of an impact they have on, they have on our climate as well, yeah. which sucks because, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to other countries and you're eating, their meals aren't as big. Yeah. They feed for just, I mean, it's like appropriately sized, right? Yeah. It's not excess. Yeah. I think there is something wrong with like America's society on like having the biggest meal or doing these food challenges. Uh-huh. Like, I think, I don't know why, but it just popped into my head, like the Super Size Me McDonald's documentary and that yeah. guy doing the Super Size Me challenge. Yeah. And it's like, why? What was our obsession with like, you know, what is our obsession with getting more and why? Because I think at the end of the day, that is one of the issues is that it goes towards like food waste. Mm-hmm. Like first off, it takes a shit ton of one land to water to grow whatever whether it be like produce or whether it be livestock agriculture right Mm -hmm. but yeah we just don't think about the effects that it actually has or what it does to the environment so based on everything that i've read and i mean there are a few articles we'll have linked in our description and on some of the videos i've watched they're really just focused on co2 or methane gas releases right Mm -hmm. Uh, there are some other gases i don't i don't really recall but those were the two most common ones brought up in all the articles or the videos and you know co2 that's why there's this initiative to push like tree planting Mm -hmm. because trees help to take co2 out of the air right Mm -hmm. but the problem is that they don't help to take methane out so you could think that oh well even you buying all this stuff all these foods that are individually wrapped and tossing it and all that garbage going to landfills, mm-hmm. all that shit contributes to your carbon footprint as well, right? Mm-hmm. And in those landfills, they're all, it's also releasing methane gas, which yeah, like has an extreme impact on our climate. I wonder where, and I don't know, do you know where they keep landfills? No idea. Oh, wouldn't that be interesting to find out? Yeah. I mean, because we all know people produce a shit ton of garbage Every single day, I hear numbers. They're just large, tons and tons of garbage, right? Mm-hmm. And I just wonder, like, where is it all going to? So I just Googled it. The largest landfill in Washington State is the Roosevelt Regional Landfill. Where is it? God damn. It says it has a permitted capacity of 120 million tons over 40 years. What the fuck? Where is it located in Washington? I think part of the issue and why people really don't care about their actions is because they do not see what they are contributing to, meaning out of sight, out of mind, mm-hmm. right? If they don't see that, if they can't see a whole picture of how much garbage they do have, whatever, like, they're not going to care. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, what do you think would be a way to get people to care, though? I mean, shoot, initially, I just want to be, like, show a picture of a landfill in their face. Yeah. But, um, or, like, you know, show them <clears throat> the effects that our lifestyle has on the environment, right? The bad effects. But, I, I mean, I don't know what would really. So, I think of 
pollution uh-huh. as one reason to care, right? You know, right now we're talking about agriculture, but what comes along with agriculture would be items that you do throw in the trash. Say, plastic wrap that's used to seal meat that you purchase from the grocery store. Let's say you throw that trash out, um, or even let's say you recycle it. You know, there are certain places, certain countries that end up buying some of our stuff. And I think for a long period of time, India and China, we were buying a lot of our recyclables or our plastic waste. And I was watching this documentary. Don't remember what it was, but this image stuck with me. In India, there was this neighborhood that had a landfill. Right? They were okay. just dumping all their trash there. And the solution to get rid of the trash was to burn it. Problem was, they were doing this for years, years and years and years. And there was an increase in cancer and other diseases within that community because of the air pollution from the burning of the plastics. And so... They could link it? That's what they associated it to. You know, know, I'm not... You know, correlation or causation. Yeah. And that's the thing that sucks because I have a client that's a doctor and they're still fighting a case, some case about patients or employees that had cancer at some place that they were working and then they can't really link they can't associate that specific event to it uh-huh but it happened around the same time that people had cancer right yeah that where the cancer started to show up so i mean there is a correlation they can't really say that it's 100 percent the reason mm-hmm. why it happened but i'm i mean no one wants to breathe in plastic burning fumes right mm-hmm. um or burning fumes from plastic but you know, it's not just the amount of food that we eat. You got to think about the stuff that's associated with it as well. So for me, you know, I've been trying to buy less single packaged items mm-hmm. um, or just eat items that aren't necessarily packaged or packaged in things that could be recycled. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is one aim that I have that I try and be more aware and like really try to practice is reducing my plastic use. Yeah. Well, let me go back on what I said earlier, too, where I was saying that I'd rather buy items that are packaged into things that could be recycled. I'm more likely to buy food items that are packaged in things that can be reused. Okay, like a yeah. reusable container. Yeah, 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 yeah Like yeah. a glass jar. Yeah. Sauce yeah. in a glass jar. Yep, so I'll buy glass over plastic. Yeah. So when I buy condiments, I don't buy condiments in plastic containers. I use glass. Okay, okay. I feel like what I thought you were going to say when you were going with that is like you don't. So for me, actually, I'll just speak for myself. I try not to buy things that are individually wrapped and I try and buy bulk. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the ways. Yeah. You know, we talk about this topic and, you know, we're no saints. I think we still have a lot of practices in our lifestyle where like, yeah, we could be doing better, but, you know, we don't. I think it's important to talk about and we can try to do better. Yes, we never really even mentioned this. What's your purpose? What's my What's your purpose? why for doing this? Because I feel like whenever you do something, you should always have a why. So I always think like, yes, I am only one person and I can't make a huge difference, but I still think it's important for me to try and make a difference. In what though? In not harming the environment more mm-hmm. if I am aware of it and if I can do something about it yeah okay you know you mentioned in the past where like it kind of bothers you if someone just like throws something away in the recycle when the recycling bin is right there yeah like I see that I see that often too and it does irk me it's like why 
Like, that yeah. could easily go in the compost. That could easily go in recycling. Mm-hmm. Why throw it in the garbage? Yeah. So, yeah. If I can help it, I will try to make a difference. Mm-hmm. I also want my children to care because essentially this is the world that they are going to be living in and growing up in. You know, I think there's some, I don't know, maybe scare tactics or not out there that's saying like, oh, by a certain year, is there even going to be a world, you know? And we hear about like, there is no planet B or take care of mother Mother Nature. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it does make me think. And so I just, I want my boys to care for their future. Yeah. You know, I'm the same way. I just wanted to see what your point of view was. It's really about the extreme changes in climate in different mm-hmm. areas, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. Wait, Colin, can I say one thing? What's up? So I was in NorCal. Uh, the wedding was in NorCal in like near Elk Grove, or we stayed in Elk Grove. My cousin's in California anyways, or in Sacramento. Sacramento in that area, I've known for them to be in the summertime around like 90 into the hundreds. Yeah. They were not this year. They were like, I would say, I think on the day of the wedding, it was like 78, 79. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mornings when we left, it was like 60 something. Yeah. I just, not what I thought it was going to be. So then we come to Seattle and I felt like it was hotter in Seattle than it was in NorCal. Oh, really? Which I would have like... You would have told me that a couple years ago. I'd be like, "Nah." Oh, it's like, crazy, right? That's not true. I mean, we've so, had, we've it's had, crazy. Oh yeah, we've <laughs> had multiple years where we're in the triple digits in Seattle. Yeah, that's not normal. And like, I look at our weather this week, and we have a straight like eighty degree day. I think we have some ninety degree days coming up. And okay. uh, again, I mean, whatever normal in the previous years. But the other thought I had was like, "Damn, we ain't got no AC over here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> While other places that are built for this type of weather do. So yeah. we're kind of just struggling over here in Seattle. <laughs> you know, when, you know, today's episode is about reducing our carbon footprint. And, you know, I think of all the things that may contribute to it. So the burning of items that are supposed to be recycled or trash and a lot of places where our trash may go, the increase of gas emissions, greenhouse gas emissions from landfills, uh, pollution in the oceans because some of our trash gets out there. Like thinking of animals that animals that end up dying because the trash that's out there and then mm-hmm. when they die they have to release gases as well, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of fucks up everything. And you know, I think of these little events and how they can all pile up and expe- exponentially change the climate and I wanna make sure that I'm at least trying to make some kind of effort to reduce that effect somehow. At least, right? Mm-hmm. You asked me earlier, what do you think would get people to, like, make some change? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think about how, just the video videography, <laughs> am I pronouncing that correctly, of, like, the scenes in the ocean with the plastic, like, the, what do you call the circle? The know, circle the plastic. Rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, a turtle. Or just, like, plastic. Always land, a turtle. Just, like, the yeah. landfill in the ocean. I feel like they use images like that to grab mm-hmm. people's attention and be like, look at where your garbage is going. Yeah. And so, I mean... But y'all think that shit's fake. When we were in the no, Philippines... No, said it was fake. Well, some people are like, oh, it can't be that bad. It's not going to be that big I of a deal. I think it's really bad. When I went to the Philippines, right, our house there in the backyard, my grandpa would always tell me stories. It used to be so clean. Everybody would swim there. Mm. And, you know, there'd be fish in that river. Mm-hmm. Go there this day, everybody throws their trash over there and it is bad 
really, That's really sad. bad. If you just think of like, think about throwing out trash every single day, and people that throw it out, torn up clothes, any type of equipment they don't use anymore, it just gets dumped in the river, and oh, it doesn't wow. even, it doesn't even get taken away by anybody or by the river. It just piled up. Oh shit! Yeah. It's pretty gross. Did you take a picture? Nah, it. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No worries. <laughs> I mean, I think that's something I didn't want to take a picture of because it's it's bad because no one wants to make the change. You know, it's just that one person that throws all their shit over, and then mm-hmm. everyone else is like, "Oh shit, maybe I can do it too." Why not? You I know? might as well. Yeah. I might as well. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that mentality. Yeah. You know, it's kind of just lazy, and it's like, no, we should try to do better as a community mm-hmm. or a society. I feel like so. You mentioned earlier before we recorded. That if one person, in, in a group of people, that if one person has a negative mentality, that it can affect the entire group. Yeah. Right? And I feel like that goes the same way with a lot of things. A lot of things or activities in life. That if, if one person has a negative mentality on something like recycling or throwing their trash away appropriately, like, it kind of brings down other people, too. And then they think, like, okay, so why should I care then? Yeah. You know? We need to change our way of thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, before you mentioned that Eastern Washington, they don't have a recycle garbage yard waste thing. When yeah. we were in Spokane, they had a yard waste. No, no, no. They had a recycle. Oh, yeah. I think you said that. There's no yard waste, right? So it de- for us, it depended on what city, like of the Tri-Cities. Yeah. I said, so Kennewick had landfill or garbage and recycle, no mm-hmm. compost. In the city of Richland, they had nothing. It was just straight up garbage. Yeah. Which That's was crazy. disappointing. So in Spokane, they only had the recy- recycle and garbage. No yard no waste. No yard waste. From what I recall. Yeah. From what I recall. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. You would think that like going to eastern Washington, which is more of like a farming area or agricultural area, they would have something yeah. like that. That's a trip. Yeah. That's a trip. I do feel bad. For what? I've been drinking more coffee. <clears throat> and this sounds weird to the listeners because before we were even recording, we were talking about how coffee has a huge impact on the environment. And I think people were mentioning that even people that uh, own coffee farms saying it's one of the worst agricultural crops in the world it's because crazy. of deforestation. So the traditional way of farming coffee beans, you know, they have to deforest a huge landmass because they got to make sure that they're in an area where it gets a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it uses up a lot of water. Yes. So I didn't believe it at first because I had a client a long time ago that came through. They went to Columbia. They told me this whole story about how the worker there was like, oh, no. Coffee beans, like, I wouldn't want to work here because I'm contributing to this greenhouse emission Mm -hmm. issue because we're wasting so much water, because we have to cut down so many trees, and and it's just negatively impacting the environment, and it's really fucked up. So, after I watched this coffee documentary, again, that link is going to be in the bio, or in the the Description. description, but... But after watching that, I'm like, fuck, I didn't realize how much deforestation is happening because of it, right? 
So apparently 40% of Central America's rainforest is deforested for coffee. And 25% is in the process of deforestation. So when we were talking about it before, you know, people were like, oh, 40%. I mean, it is a large number. But yeah. to, to put it in perspective, like think about someone taking 40% of your house away. Well, that yeah, my, my exact thought. When you said 40%, I'm like, okay, that's almost half. And then you added 25% on top of that is already in the process. Yeah. That is more than half. All right, well, 25% of what's left, right? So, I mean, still, though, it's a, that's a shit ton, of, shit ton of rainforest that they're taking away. It's really sad. And so there's a huge issue that they're trying to fight in Brazil. Uh, is that where the Amazon's at? Don't ask I'm pretty me. sure it's Brazil. <laughs> so wherever the Amazon is at, they were taking a third of the Amazon for agricultural purposes, which actually is strange because that was in the news for a really long time, and then it just disappeared because people were protesting about mm. it, but then everyone just stopped. Mm. You ever notice that when there's something serious happening in the world, you mm-hmm. get a glimpse of what's happening, and out of nowhere it just stops? Yeah, I mean... I think about it right now. I think about how the news media just moves on to the ne- quote unquote the next yeah. big thing. Like, oh, this is the big news today, but tomorrow it's going to be something different. Yeah. But the big news from yesterday, the day before last week, it's still relevant. They just choose to not talk about it anymore. It's, it's like trip, it's right? not trending. Yeah. It's a trip. I mean, it makes me think about all the issues going on in the world that the news are not focusing on, but the news is our main source of news. Mm-hmm. It's like, how else do we get our source of news? Sorry, I know yeah. that's like that's kind of off topic, yeah. but it's this human behaviors and human behaviors and how we go about life. It sucks. I wish they could just focus on one thing or a few things until we get a solution or at least let us yeah. know what the solution was or the outcome, right? But just to think about what was happening back then with the deforestation of the Amazon was fucking crazy. To think that it was a third just for agricultural purposes, mm-hmm. you know? And that made me think, like, I need to reduce... Your coffee intake? I need to reduce my coffee intake, but also my cooperation, I guess, or my participation, <laughs> my participation with... Um, any type of eating activity that does help increase agricultural progression, mm, right? Yes. So, like, for me, I try not to overeat too much. I don't need huge meals anymore. I grow a lot of my shit. Yes. As y'all know, I keep bitching about this fucking plant business all the time. Most of it does go into my garden. So, <laughs> you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make a change here. You are doing your part. Yeah, the coffee oh. thing, I really need to stop. I really do want to stop that. Man. and I just need to find a substitute for that. Well, that's... Uh, and then again, I go back into this mindset of like, well, that's hard. You are only one person. I feel like... Uh, I was going to say America runs on coffee. Like, a lot of people run on coffee. They depend on coffee every day. And like, that's not going to stop anytime soon. And so, how much can... Uh, one how much of a difference can one person make you know it's this again negative mindset and it's why i try to like oh, do everything that we can or yeah. do everything that i can but it's i think it's hard when people are not doing it all together mm-hmm. i know i'm sounding like negative nancy here yeah. but i feel like i'm just kind of being real with the issue i think it's being real because i do a lot of people do think that way right 
And it's weird to also think that people still work out without seeing a result right away, right? It takes time. Yeah. So although this is um, the workout is for you and only you, Mm -hmm. if you think about it from a holistic point of view where you're just thinking about progression, Mm -hmm. you know, you work to make a small amount of progression each day. Yeah. And then at some point you get to the end goal. If everybody makes their small contribution to reduce their impact on the environment, uh, their carbon footprint on the environment, then we can be headed in the right direction, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to make it trending. That's the thing. That's the thing that sucks, man, that you have to make it trendy in order to make a difference. Yeah, because trendy will catch on to people. Well, you know what yeah, I mean? Like I true. think about like that's the true. ALS challenge that happened years back. And it was like, why are you looking at me like that? I want statistics on how many people actually donated. Oh, well, I can't get that yeah. for you right now. But you know ahead. what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, it was like the cool thing, the in thing. Let me do this challenge, raise awareness. But if it didn't catch on, if it wasn't a trend, it probably would have, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay, it wouldn't have caught on. But like, so how to make something like reducing your carbon footprint trend? Got to figure it out. <laughs> we need to do. I know we're we're not trying to like solve the issues yeah. of the world here, but it is something something to think about. Yeah, maybe we could. Yeah, maybe we could figure it out a way. I feel like you know I'm a sneakerhead, right? So I feel like sneaker companies were trying to do that where they created footwear from recycled items. Mm. So that was a short trend. Ooh, I feel like a trend could be like the reuse, reuse. Reuse, reduce, recycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I feel like a lot of people do that already. It's just not our demographic. You know, once I got into the garden community, I realized all these people mm. are doing that already. Yeah. They're reusing all the pots that they get. They put them back online to yeah. give away for free to people that need them. People are giving away certain things, certain plants that they don't need anymore to mm-hmm. other people so it doesn't go into landfills, right? And that's cool. So I think certain it's bringing it to our community, yeah. which is going to be more important, right? Yeah. You know, with the gardening thing, I mean, it's tough. A lot of our friends don't have their own house or their own space to do spa- any gardening, yeah, right? Space. space is going to be the issue. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm able to get more people into gardening, which a lot of people on TikTok are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make it trendy. Yeah. yeah. Come on. You know, it's, <laughs> social media is not my thing, but I'll try someday. <laughs> How? I'll try. I mean, a side question for you, but I know you mentioned earlier you started gardening with your grandpa. Mm-hmm. This is just out of hobby. Do you come from a family of farmers? How did your grandpa get started in gardening? How did he bring you into it? So, 1994. Wasn't able to go to daycare that day. They're close. My mom decided to drop me off to my grandpa's house. Like, hey, grandma, hey, grandpa, I love you. How are you? Like, oh, well, let's go ahead and eat. So they're cooking me breakfast, right? And they're like, before we eat, maybe you should go outside to help your grandpa. And I'm going outside. I'm like, okay, cool. Looking outside, cleaning up a few things. And then, you know, I thought I was going to go back inside to eat. Um, I was outside for about like an hour or two. And he's like, oh, go look at this. And what I thought was going to be him showing me how to do things, like around the yard, fixing things and cleaning stuff up, was actually like me working for him. <laughs> so it started. Oh yeah, what? keep going. Sorry. So it started off with 
If I remember correctly, <laughs> hey, do you want to learn how to use a hammer? It's uh-huh. like, oh, cool, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Mom, right? She's like, make sure he doesn't use those tools and watch him closely. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then so she goes inside. He's like, just make sure you hit it like this. He showed me how to hit it. He's like, keep your eye on it. Don't lift it up too high. He taps the nail in so I don't have to hold it. Mm-hmm. He's like, just make sure you hit it softly and I'll go in. He walks away. My dumb ass takes the hammer with both hands, lifts it clearly above my head. I look around to make sure he's not there. I'm shaking my head. Throw the hammer down as hard as I can. I miss the nail. It hits the wood, bounces back up. It hits me in the forehead. Oh, no. And I start crying, and my mom comes out, and she's like, what the hell is going on? My grandpa's like, I don't know. And then I have blood dripping down my forehead. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, man. That was that was a fun day. Okay. I mean, but then, yeah, <laughs> I I ended up putting out gravel. Ended up planting plants to help them out. And then it turned out to be um, an everyday thing when I wasn't at daycare. It wasn't, it wasn't for interest. It was because I needed to help while I was here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you just took a liking to it as you yeah. got older. I learned to love it. I think when I got into middle school, though, I was more into hanging out with friends. And, yeah, you know, it was more of a duty whenever I'd come over the summer. Like, if I'm here, I have to help out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, but I want to go play basketball. You know, that's interesting because, like, my parents also like to garden. And sometimes when my boys go over there, like, especially during COVID, mm-hmm. my parents would just have them in the garden with them, like, tending to the garden. See. And I, that's where I think, like, Cameron got his interest because, like, my oldest, he is into plants and growing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I asked. I'm like, if you're, like, introduced to it early enough, you just... Yeah, cut out that last story. That's a bunch of bullshit. It is true though. That's how it did start. Started with me being, me being a underage laborer. So, but I did get the obsession from my grandpa, and you know I don't think he even. Thank God for grandpas. No, I right. But it's crazy. It's like now that I think about it, when I was younger, I would see him try to like regrow stuff, but I never ask him, uh-huh. and I just go out there and do shit right. But then now I have that obsession where I want to regrow everything. everything. And then I was talking to him the literally other day. Literally everything. Literally fucking everything. It could be on its like last dying strand and Dante would be like, yep, it's going to grow. It. Yeah. So one and day. And i like, what is that piece of hair? Right? My grandpa the other day, I was talking to him. We are eating and just watching TV. And he's telling me how he was the only one in his family. I think he has nine siblings, maybe ten. I don't remember. But. He was mentioning, or he mentioned how he would try to grow everything there so they had food. Mm. And he experimented with all the plants, and he was really the only one that did mm. it. Or he did most of the work. And that's what that's what I like to do. Yeah. You know, you provide food for the whole family, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really trying to figure out, like, how can this whole reuse, reduce, recycle doing better things for the earth or the environment like really catch on but i think it doesn't matter like it's who you are surrounded with Mm -hmm. and like who your community is yeah and um, because i probably only have one friend that cares to garden one friend that cares to two friends that care to get fresh produce mm -hmm. 
homegrown produce, locally grown, right? Uh-huh. And then everybody else, I don't really care, mm-hmm. all right? Well, I will say, I wasn't really, like, introduced to gardening at a young age or really That's at any weird. point in my life. You know what? Now that I think about it, back in elementary school, mm-hmm. and this is in Seattle, as, like, a one of the class projects or something that we just did on this on the side for fun, we made our own compost. Oh, for real? Did you ever do that in no. elementary school? Which I was like, Ugh. Okay, I didn't think about this as I'm in third grade. Like, this is such a Pacific Northwest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that's such a Pacific Northwest thing. I We're think like, it is. Let's go, like, you know, put some whatever food scraps in the compost. And then, like, I think it turned. Yeah. The container turned to help it. Yeah. yeah. But it didn't stick with me. It's not like something that I was continuously exposed through as I was growing up. And then, you know, something that stuck with me. Yeah. Well, I think for most people, it's it's really finding what works for you. Yes. Because, um, like, me personally, I want to be able to live as if I'm off the grid while being on the grid. Like, I'm a city boy. Like, I'm not going to live outside of the city. I don't want to live outside of the city. But I want to be as sustainable as possible. One thing that really got me invested in, like, researching more sustainable ways of living mm-hmm. was the Ballard Library. Did I tell you about this? No. Uh, you know I used to work there, right? Yes, I So know. I worked in the library from 2007 to 2009, I think. But um, no, sounds 2006, 2008, somewhere around there. Sounds about right. Yeah, so no, 2005 to 2007 because you to have to be a student. No, no, you have to be a student. Oh, okay. Anyways, doesn't matter. So I'm working at the library, and that was the first sustainable building in the area. So what happened was when they built it, they had um, some type of lawn. And sorry, I'm pointing at the roof right now. You're like, what the fuck is going on? No, so their roof was like kind of like a lawn on top that would help to filter the rainwater. Rainwater gets caught, um, goes through the drain, goes through another, goes through another filtration system, and that water gets used in the bathrooms and the um, cool and the sinks. And then they had solar panels on top. They also had something that helped to generate the heat. And then also um, certain windows and walls that helped to reduce the release of the heat within the building. Hmm. So it's like, oh shit, this is pretty dope. And around that time, there was another episode about a guy that was living Another episode? In... Oh, sorry. There was another TV show that I was watching. And okay. that was on HGTV about um, this guy... That was, quote unquote, living off the grid, but in Bellevue, Bellevue or Kirkland. So he had windmills, um, solar panels. He collected his rainwater for his bathrooms, and he grew everything all in his, all in his yard. And he was self-sustainable. And I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty fucking dope, and I want to have something like that yeah. here. Which would be cool. It would it be. Yeah. I know you aspire for that. Yeah. Well, I, li- I even looked up treadmills that generate electricity. They have those. They have uh, mm-hmm. s- stationary cycles that generate electricity. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that are like exercise enthusiasts, you know, look into that shit too. Mm-hmm. All right. What is uh, what um, are a couple of ways, big or small, that you can start doing to reduce your carbon footprint when it comes to agriculture? Yo, I thought about this the other fucking day. Remember, we were talking about how. Whoa. You, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Because I get fucking like a clicked, punch in the face. Right? So you were saying, Dante, do you know how to properly cut a chicken? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're like, psh, 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 psh. I was yeah. like, what? 
I was like, eh, no, I don't know. And then you're like, how does how do people not know how to properly cut a chicken? Okay. I was like, this is pointless. Like, not everybody's gonna use it. Then I thought, when you just buy the drums and the wings, mm-hmm. like if you just buy the shit in whole, yeah, there's less plastic, right? Because it's just one big piece that's wrapped. On top of that, you can use most of those pieces to cook many different meals, right? Uh-huh. Same thing when it comes to beef. So there was this guy on TikTok. He buys a fat ass slab, uh-huh. right? Different cuts of the beef, and he teaches you how to cut each section so you could get different types of steaks and different types of cuts, right? Yeah. So, my advice for those that are trying to reduce their carbon footprint in relation to agriculture. Is this your advice or is this is what you are going to do? Advice and what I what <laughs> what you try want to try to so do. So, what I want to try to do. I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit of both because like I don't have the space to do that. Okay. Um, but for those that can, <laughs> buy huge slabs of meat. Learn how to break it down yourself. You save money. And on top of that, you're not there's less waste, right? Maybe. What if you don't end up using it? Well, the purpose would be to use it. Well, yeah. I guess if you don't use it and it goes to waste, then yeah, you're yeah. fine. But make sure you do use it. Figure out how to fucking use it. Uh, for me, what I'm doing is I think I'm going, I'm trying to do like vegetarian options or vegan options. Hmm, and you took mine. What was that? Yes, you took mine. Oh, is that yours? What? So I was going to say like meatless Mondays. Okay. Or even just like one day of the week where I would just have no meat because I, I'm going to admit, like I have a pretty meat heavy diet. I don't know. Like I think about breakfast, lunch and dinner and on any given day I could have like meat with all those, you know, all those meals. Meat with fruity pebbles. (laughs) Meat with oatmeal. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) That's That's my jam. (laughs) And so, so yeah, I have a very meat heavy diet. If I could just focus one day Oh, it's going to be a challenge. That's super hard. Hey, let's do that. Meatless Mondays. Meatless I'm Mondays. I'm down with that. So we'll send each other. Oh, I got to even talk to Sam and them because they're trying to do like a cookbook thing during the summer. So yeah, we'll send each other our meals on Mondays. Wait, the whole Monday? Yeah, Meatless Mondays is the whole Monday. It's not a Meatless Half Monday. Fuck. All right, yeah. I'm or if Monday doesn't work, I mean, really, it could just be any day of the week, but just like one day where you really try to cut out meat. Yeah, yeah. I think I can make it work. You know, I will say, oh, at Trader Joe's one time, I got vegan Korean bulgogi. That one sound right. And uh, I will say that, yes, the texture is a little off, <laughs> uh-huh. but to me, like, the flavor is not bad. Okay. And I have since bought this like, a couple or a few times since. Okay. So, would count towards this Meatless Monday or so Meatless I, Day we're doing? I think it would because, I so, mean, aside from the meat production, you know, at least for me, what I know is that the methane gas re- is released from the... From poop. Uh-huh. Right? From cow poop. So <laughs> the less meat you eat, the less methane gas is going to be released. So I think that's mm-hmm. it's part of it. My only concern is the plastic packaging mm. outside of it, right? So, like, for me, I would try to figure out what is the recipe to make it taste like that, right? But, I mean, it still works. Yeah. So, you know, we were talking about the other day where you're like, Dante, you know, when you're about to throw this birthday party, you know, I think just pick, like, one hard meal and then do a bunch of easy stuff. Yeah. My issue is that I still try to do a bunch of hard shit. Yeah. So instead of buying um, vegan cheese, I'm going to try to make vegan cheese. 
Cashew-based, yeah. What? Yeah. You've always taken the hard route. It always has to be something. Yeah. <laughs> it always has to be well, something with you. I mean, hey, homemade, great. Vegan cheese. I'm going to do it. I mean, that's like if I was like, yeah, I'm going to make my own butter. So I thought about that, too. So I have cheesecloth. You know what? If you have the time, if you have the energy, then great. <laughs> I don't think I do, but I'm going to try to make it work. Yeah. So, yeah all right. Try so to... now in the future, I'm going to expect you, like, you make your own bread. Like, you're going to be that person that just... So when I get my own house, <laughs> yeah. Reduce, reduce your carbon footprint. Like, everything is homemade, made from scratch. Man, if I can, I tell you, I try to and do you that live shit off all the, the time. land. You live off your garden. The only thing I couldn't do is butcher an animal. Ooh. Well, a fish. Fight, I could kill a fish. Not a cow, not a chicken, not a yeah. whatever. See? Like a fish I can do. Out of sight, out of mind. When you don't see animal cruelty happening in your face, people could care less about the amount of bacon or burgers or whatever they yeah. eat. You know, sausages. I mean, yeah. All right, well, shit, let's make that our trend then. You know, you want it to be trendy. I think that. I think that's going to be fucking... What? Meatless Mondays? The Monday? thing. Yeah. Meatless Mondays? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we should definitely share our recipes too, especially if they're good. Hold on. So if I make if I make Caesar dressing out of scratch, or yeah. from scratch, yeah. but I use the anchovies, does that still count? Are we talking about only like beef and chicken or just meat in general? Because anchovies go into... Caesar dressing. And anchovies are? Fish. The fuck? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Okay. Okay, hold on. I'm going to save myself real quick. Because the whole time The entire time you said anchovies, I was literally picturing you saying artichoke. (laughs) You're like, who put the artichoke in? I'm like, an artichoke is... Is what? (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh! I hope people. Um, ma- I, hope, I hope people make it to this part of the episode. Oh That's man! <laughs> um. So oh, I'm sorry. That's... You said can Caesar dressing be so counted like fish. in a meatless we, Monday? Yeah, we're counting. We're counting no, fish too, right? Sorry. In that? Yeah. Okay. And then nothing that uses meat product as well. So damn, we're just going vegan. Like shrimp chips, you can't use shrimp chips, right? Oh. I mean, no, I feel no that's shrimp like artific- paste either. That's like a f- artificial no. flavor. No, 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 no. There's real shrimp in there. In the shrimp I, chips. Yeah, I, I looked at it because my little co- my cousin, she's allergic to shrimp. She can't eat it. There's real shrimp yeah. and shrimp chips. Like shrimp flakes, or I think. Whatever. Shrimp powder or some shit. Okay, um, so we're pretty much going vegan. No. Well, no. I'm sorry, not vegan. No, Just no, no meats, no meat Just products. Veget- okay. Like vegetarian, I guess, or something. Okay, that's going to be the trend. <laughs> I think I could get. I know I could get Sam on. I don't think Vince is going to get down with it. But I'm with it. I'm well, with see, it. I lost my husband. You know, my husband, he's a neat kind of guy. Well, when we get done with today's episode, I'm going to show you the salad area in the front. Because we got the Swiss chard popping off. And the Swiss, mm. So Swiss chard is actually really good when you get it small. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a lot more flavor. Not as bitter, but... Okay, yeah. idea just popped in my head for your plant sale. Maybe you should make salad for people to sample. So they can taste the fruit of your labor. But like Dante, you do too many hard things. You should take it easy. Making a salad is hard? For us, uh, samples for how many people? I'm not Costco. 
So will you, it, I feel like that would be one of the easier ideas that you, but no, I really had. You have your leafy greens and then you just get the toppings. Like make your own salad or just pre-mix oh, it. Oh, make your own salad. They make it. I thought I was or, supposed no, to no, make no. it. Then... Or you can just pre-mix it. Chop up your leafy greens, create a salad, mm-hmm. have people dress it so you know it doesn't get soggy. Um, well, and just be like, taste, like taste how good it is to grow your own produce. That's true. That's true. That's true. Why am I telling you this? You should have been having this well, idea. Well, I was gonna do that for like the homies. So I know you wanted a salad bar party. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's still an option. Yeah, because uh, salad's not for everybody, right? Because you have to remember, we all have different journeys in life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that was a nice transition. Not yeah, too yeah, bad. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, remember, we all have different journeys in life. What may be right for me might not be right for you, and vice versa. We're hoping this episode enlightened you and inspired you to bring up these types of conversations with your community. And hoping that you can be a part of our community. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Life I and I Podcast. And don't forget, once again, turn on those notifications. Please join us for Meatless Mondays. And let's all get together to try to make a better world. world. Till next time. Till next time. All right, catch you guys later.